I don't know how to describe it other than like like a demon type of sound. But it's silhouetted, hulking, every bit of five and a half feet wide, 13 to 14 foot tall, pitch black. The one thing that ran through my mind when I had this encounter was I don't have a big enough gun. Your host, two-time witness and field researcher for more than 40 years, William Jevnik. Welcome to Creek Devil. What do you call it? Uh, I, I only catch it usually on YouTube. Oh, Witness of the Unknown. You know, whatever's put up there. Witness of the Unknown. and the. I really haven't. Uh, I, I mean, I only want uh, at nighttime. I'm a night owl. Oh, and every okay. now and then I'll pop the shows on. Sure, but it, it's amazing to me. Like up here, and up, I live in upstate New York, uh-huh. and uh, up here, let's see, I'm not too far from Oswego, Syracuse, and then up towards Rochester, Buffalo, like in that link there mm-hmm. by the water side. Yeah, and up here, like when I was a kid, I saw one. I had an encounter with one. You know, and people just have no concept of the size and the girth of these things and the agility, I guess. Because when this thing took off, I mean, it was just like a bolt of lightning. And I, I was amazed. It was running on two legs and went down to four, cut through a holler, and jumped up on the thing. I mean, the, the distance that it made was incredible. I still didn't believe it till the next day I went out and saw tracks, you know. Well, but did- it was like some people, when you talk to them about them, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, I saw one over here. And unless you saw one up close, they're, they're terrifying. You know what I mean? I don't, Absolutely. Uh, it's just hard for me to believe. I mean, if you saw one and you truly saw one, you'd be scared shitless because when I was next to this thing, it was probably 50, 100 yards away from me. I was on top of a hill looking down but when I had to have my first encounter of actually seeing one there. And actually, technically, I saw three of them. Well, I saw it was. Let, uh, let me ask you. Start off with that that sure. day. What what were you doing? How old were you? Were you about that well, time? It started. Let's see. Well, a little background. I grew up on a little horse farm. We had a couple of goats, some chickens. Um, my dad's got like not a big spread. I guess you'd call it a gentleman's farm, hundred acre. It's not really you know. It wasn't like a big, 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 big farm, but sure. and it tied up to some uh, New York state lands for the uh, power lines. And let's see, I was, what was the first year that, uh, second year, Roger Staubach, they won, I, it was uh, right around Super Bowl time. Roger Staubach won the, uh, oh, the MVP for the Dallas Cowboys, and they won the uh, Super Bowl. So that'd be 77. Okay. And I'm 52, so I was 11 at the first time. And uh, we went outside, and at that time it had snowed pretty good out. And I used to go into the back into the farm and take care of the animals. We had a couple of ponies back there and some, a couple of goats and some chickens and things of that caliber. I was out there taking care of them. One of the dogs got free. The dogs, my dad had like four of them. And one of them came free of the chain. And we knew the dog was over there, so we went out looking around, and the dog came out of those woods scared shitless now these dogs were god they had to be 130 pound dogs you know they were good sized animals they ran by us headed towards the barn and something was in there just knocking down trees and just having a hoorah and i tore hiney back up over the the house and dad went out and looked but he said he didn't see nothing but i had this nasty smell 
And that was the first time that we had any kind of an encounter, I guess you'd call it, mm-hmm. with anything like it. Now, um, let's see, the following two months, no, about a month, no, I got to say a month, that's February, so maybe another month later, it was still snowing, but nothing really dramatic. We start coming into spring up this way. <clears throat> I don't know where you guys are located. I assume you're out west somewhere, right? I'm in Northern California. Okay. All right. So up here, we usually hit a spring right around the end of March, April, May. You know, it's our spring. We started to lose chickens. That, and at first, I would, uh, well, I remember back then when I was a kid, we used to do 4-H, you know, like when you show the rabbits and crap right, like that. Right. So I had all these rabbits outside. I had, uh, I built a cage that housed nine of them, and you would have little two-foot by one-foot doors, you know, little, uh, what do you call them, the levers that slide over, lock the gates. And we'd keep them out there, and I had a little lean-to for them. Well, I started to miss chickens and rabbits. They'd come up missing, and the doors would be open. And I knew I'd closed them. You know, I, mean, I can't even tell you how many beatdowns I took from my dad because <laughs> he thought I'd be leaving the crates unlocked. And it's like, Dad, I'm not, you know. So, but the, they wouldn't go through and take them all. They'd just take one or two and, you know, be gone. And at the time, we probably had 50 chickens. You know, we were raising the Rhode Island Reds for the brown eggs, you know, and then the Cornish hens. Right. And I couldn't figure out how they were doing it or what was doing it. So I took all the rabbits. And I put them, I said, the hell with this, so I put them inside the barn. Now, the barn had the, do you know the old the levers for the uh, the metal levers that look like a drop, teardrop, and you slide it over and drop the latch, and you can put a lock on it? Yeah, right. Right? So I had a lever like that in the barn, and I couldn't figure out. One day I go back there, and I found, like, three dead chickens, but they're, they were sucked dry of their blood. So the only thing that I know about here would do it would be like a raccoon or a mink. You know, sometimes you would get into the chicken or a weasel. Yeah, there you go. I didn't know what you guys call them up that way out here. We call them minks and (laughs) kind of the same thing. But anyways, yeah, it's the same animal. So I, it was no big deal. And sometimes, you know, in cold weather, they would freeze and just die. Well, I hit them up on a, say maybe a four foot tall cage. You know, maybe three foot four foot tall. Now, we used to use, I don't know if you're familiar with barn fencing, but we oh, used yeah. to use the one-inch square block. Mm-hmm. Really, it's tough fencing. Right. If you're human and you put your fingers through it and try to pull it, the whole crate's going to lift up. You ain't going to tear it off. Well, I get in there. I come to the back of the barn. The door's wide open. The two ponies in there are going eight bananas. I mean, they're just going out of their mind. And the whole side of the crate, um, where the chicken wire fence was just ripped right off. And the chickens were all gone. And I'm like, okay. <laughs> so, but I couldn't find no trails getting in and out of the barn. Now there's snow on the ground. So you're going to see something. We, we assumed, you know, you live on a farm, everything leaves a track. Well, it turns out, right, we had a, let's, let's just so you can get an idea here, it was like a lean to barn, like a, uh, like you'd play, say put up, hypothetically you'd put up two twelve foot posts and then two ten foot posts, and it would have a an angle roof. You know that's it wasn't those size, but that's basically the idea of it. Well, right behind it, years ago, my dad used to be in construction, and we had three like forty eight foot tractor trailer uh, bodies. 
like the 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 trailer part of it, and we'd use them for storage. They're all the aluminum ones, you know. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm looking around the barn. I can't find nothing. So the next day, I go out there, and what was going on, which I found out later on, you know, is they were coming in through the creek side, going on top. They were. We had these like. Uh, how could you explain this? Um, they were like six inch I beams that used to stick off the head of them that we had used to like use a pulley system to lift things up to the trailer to slide them in. Okay. They were basically hanging. It was almost be like hanging rope to rope to the barn. And then we didn't realize this, but a whole side of the barn, it was made out of like, uh, panels. I guess you'd call them like, but they weren't like, you know, like a, a, remember the old houses they used to put up the veneer paneling on the walls? Yeah, right. It was the same idea, but these panels were six foot wide by 10 foot tall. And I, I could not figure for the life of me how this thing is getting into the barn. You know, how, how it actually got in there to do what it was. And it was going through the barn, just pulling a panel off because behind these three trailers, I found all the prints that went down I, I mean footprints, but you know what I mean. Sure. You know, I'm thinking of an animal I'm chasing. <laughs> I, but they were jumping from trailer to trailer and just going right into the barn on the top side. And I was like, ah, here we go. Now, but all this stuff here came into play later on in life. I started to figure it out, you know. But at the time, we were, like, lost. We couldn't figure out, you know, what it was doing. But the key was is they were only around for, like, five to six weeks out of the year, mm-hmm. you know, and, and I, as I get older, I'm in my fifties now, you know, and I, and, and I, and it's, it's the terrible thing is, is when you talk to people about it and just, if anything strange, they automatically think that you're some kind of fruitcake out in left field, unless you really saw one. Right. That's what I'm really coming to feel by. I mean, some people, they just want to talk about it, you know, just, just to entertain you, but it's not like they're, <laughs> they're not really legit people. It's and at the end of the conversation, you know that. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, it really is. And uh, so when I was a kid, like I could smell that bad smell, and I know exactly what it is. It's like a fermented, rotted body almost. It's it's just it's just a nasty smell. But uh, they would go to the creek, follow the creek side, and that was probably it wasn't too far, maybe two hundred yards from the barn walk the creek side and then go up to the top of the ravine or down the ravine up to the hill where the power lines were. And then that was all heavy wooded area. And I, and I could not think for the sake of my life where the hell they were, you know, how they were getting into the barn. What the piece of property picture, a, uh, a rectangle piece of property, cut it right in half, uh, from long end to long end on an angle. And then you had a crook that ran around the right side, and behind me was another 400 acres of orchards and a pond and things like that. And then as it came around the curve to the right, it went down through the power lines and then went up over a big hill and then into some hardwoods and then into a 1,000-acre swamp. But so anyways, when I was a kid, all this weird weird stuff was happening, and it used to rip the, I, I still was amazed that it was ripping off the sheeting to get into the barn. But not only that, it had ripped all the chicken wire fence off. Now, if you know the chicken wire fence Mm -hmm. and they're one inch cubes, 
like the size of the fence. Like right. uh, I think it's one inch by one inch. That's a heavy duty like eighth inch plate, you know, thickness. Well, like twice the size of a coat hanger, you know. Yeah. And we used to use two inch into oak boards, you know, for the frame of it, um, like cable wire um, straps. And this thing just plucked that thing off like it was nothing. And I knew it couldn't have been a raccoon or something that got into it. Whatever had had fingers. You know what I mean? I, I, I seen this so, myself once. Oh, did you? So you know what I'm talking about then? Right. A friend's uh, a friend had uh, rabbit cages made exactly the same way. And they were like fingers were poked through in one corner and grasped. And the whole two sides peeled away like you'd open a tin can. Yeah. I, I couldn't do it. I, I'll tell you how strong it is. I remember when I had moved them with a skidster, and the skidster didn't do half the damage this thing did by just pulling it across. And I was like, oh, my God. So let's see. Now I'm probably, see, I was 11, 13. following year, same things were happening. They would come in, they'd take a couple of chickens. At first, they would take a couple of eggs. And you just lose them in a farm, you know, it's no big deal. Sure. But when you start losing the chickens that supply the eggs, then my dad started to put bigger fencing up and things like that. But this, no matter what we would do, they'd still get in. It was just incredible, the intelligence of it, when they wanted something. And sometimes they wouldn't even do damage. Mm-hmm. So now we're still in kind of shock, I guess you'd call it, but not, we just really don't know what's going on. So now we kick it up that I'm 16 years old. I got an old snowmobile and I'm riding the power lines with some buddies of mine. Now, I don't know if you ever had an old snowmobile where you work on them for eight hours and you know, you're, you you ride it for 10 minutes and it dies sure. <laughs> when you're a kid. <laughs> you know, it's just the typical fun part of it. So I saw some buddies of mine. We were probably a mile away from my dad's farm, but when you come up to the top of the hill, you could you could see for quite a distance because it's the tallest hill out this way in the county we're in. And I looked down in the bottom of the hill there, and I'm coming up over the hill, and the snowmobile just starts to die. It starts going, bump, bump. I said, oh, here we go again. And what it was is the technical part of it is there's a clutch seal on the clutch and the motor. And when it heats up, it swells up. And then a two-cycle motor, just it's not sucking the, the gas. So mm-hmm. make a long story short, if you just leave it shut off for 10 minutes, it'll start up and be on your way. And it was pretty warm out that night, probably 30 degrees out. And two nights prior, or uh, excuse me, three days prior to this, we had gotten a heavy snowfall, like a two-footer up this way in New York. And now it started to warm up, so you get that glaze over the snow. Mm-hmm. And it's a full moon out. Now you can see for quite a distance. You know, it's not really that bad out. You know, for distance-wise, I don't know if you've ever been out in the woods when it's got that sheer glaze and it's shining off the stars and the moon. Right. You know, you got a pretty good idea what you're looking at. So I'm sitting up there, and I'm on top of the thing, and I'm like, you know, oh, shit. I says, you know, this thing's dead, and I you're supposed to have been home a while ago. <laughs> But I looked down at the bottom of the hill, and the the creek that I told you about that comes around the backside of the barn runs along to the road, and there's a power line there. And then there's like, uh, I don't know what you'd call them, there's like little saplings and little pine trees and, you know, things of like that. But there wasn't a big forest. Mm-hmm. It was more like a... It was a young forest. Let me put it to you that way. And the, the tallest pine trees over there were, I don't know, maybe five, six foot tall. 
So I'm on top of this hill, and I'm looking, and at this point to the road, I'm probably, I'm a good 500 yards to the road, at least. But So I look down, and I see the pine trees opening up. Like, it, it basically, it looks like Godzilla's walking through a miniature forest, and I see the pine trees moving. But I can't really make out what I'm looking at. You know what I mean? I don't know if you ever saw that at night and you're in the dark. You know something's moving there, but you can't really can't zoom tell. in on it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it takes a left turn and crosses over the power lines into another field, and it was a Sasquatch and a smaller Sasquatch. Mm-hmm. Uh, the smaller one, juvenile, I guess you would call it. Right. It couldn't have been more than maybe four or five feet tall, the little one. Mm-hmm. And they just, it, and it, that's another thing, too. When they walk, it, it's, it's like water in motion. Right. It's the only way I could express it. It's like everything, you know, when we look at somebody and say, you know, they're walking, they're fluid. Yeah, it's not This like thing human. was fluid. And it, it, yeah, it's, it, well, it's similar to human, I guess, but it's not, it's just weird. It's like they're at a different, they're going so fast, but they're not, it looks effortless the way they're doing it. Right. It looks like they're almost gliding over the snow. And they move differently and I was, than you do. Yeah, and I'm like, oh my god! I says, look, you know, and I couldn't really be, and then all of a sudden, I I started, I says, you know, the size of the mother, I mean, it was pretty good size. That one there had to be, let's see, those trees couldn't have been more than seven foot tall, so maybe around seven, seven and a half feet. So I'm looking at that, and now picture, you know, I'm in the woods, it's crystal quiet, and all of a sudden I hear this grunt. And it actually sounded to me like a cow, like a bull. Mm-hmm. And, I, you know, and I'm like, so I turn over to my left side. Now I'm looking down the power lines. There's power lines to the right of me and it's going down a hill. To the left of me, halfway down the hill on the left side is a hardwood forest or hardwood forest, which the tree's got a, a couple hundred years old or hundred years old, maybe. Then there's an open field. And then there's all this uh, small pine trees where I saw the the mother and the juvenile walk in and then cut across. Well, right at the bottom of this hill, there's a five-foot empire, not empire fence, a uh, barbed wire fence, old. Like, I mean old, old. It was made out of trees versus huge logs. Like, it's it's been there for years. And I look, and, and you know when you look at something that just don't look right? And I said to myself, something, because I'm looking at a whole field, and then I see this right by the two of the post. This thing is touching the top of the two of the post just standing there. Now, that, I assume, the only thing I could think of was the male, because this thing was gargantuan. And, I mean, he was less than... I would say under 100 yards, maybe 75 yards from me, maybe 50. I, I, I was petrified. I was literally pet when I saw it, but the kick was, as I had looked there, I didn't see it before until I saw the other two way down. This thing was standing there looking at me. The uh, female and the juvenile crossed the field, and I was staring at them. This thing made a grunt, or whatever you want to call it, and I caught him out of the corner. Now, I couldn't see a facial expression to him at that point. But he had his arms opened up, 
and he had both arms on top of the two fence posts. Now, the fence posts were only like five foot tall. Mm-hmm. I know as a kid, and I played there. It was almost, at that time, it was only, well, I'm 6'4", but when I was that age, I was maybe 5'11", six foot, and they were a foot under me. This thing stepped right over that fence, but he didn't sling himself over the fence. He just walked over it like it wasn't even there. So, and it took off running, cleared the other, uh, um, jumped over where the, uh, the power lines were, because they're all snowmobile trails, mm-hmm. ran to the right, hit the woods, made a right turn, went up the field, and then, and then cut straight over to the, another road to the hardwoods. But he did it. And I'm telling you in record time, I just, well, I, I, I did do this the next day because obviously it was, everything was melting, but there was two foot of snow. I had measured the following jump by the hedgerow because when this thing got into full speed, when it went from two legs to four legs is what, that's what really astounded me that they must have total different genetics in the aspect of hip ratios. Mm-hmm. Because this thing went from one to the other as a natural, like it, like it was very fluid, like it was made to do this. It right. was. I don't know if that sounds right or not, but no, it just went from one point to the other one. But the jump that this thing made was twenty-seven feet from print to print wow. in stride. Now, I tried to backtrack in my head, and I and I'm trying to do like a photo thing in my head. You know, how big was this thing? How tall do you think it had to be if it had its arms extended and it was touching the top of these posts and they're five foot tall and it walked over the thing? It had to be all a nine foot tall, wouldn't it be? I would think, yeah. And that's, that one there is what I was trying to, you know, when I, I talk to people about it, you know, just in general, and they're like, oh, you're full of crap, blah, 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 blah. But that's what I mean when people have no idea how massive this animal is or whatever the hell it is. Yeah. It is just, it's huge. It's like, and let me put it this way. If you're not scared, there's something wrong with you. Exactly. There's that, literally something wrong with you. an underwear changing moment because it's you know, joking, but that's oh, exactly it. it. Well, I'm not afraid to admit it. I pissed my pants when I saw it. I mean, it was just, I was, you know, it, it wasn't like I was, I was scared of it. Don't get me wrong, but it didn't, I don't think it meant to harm me at all. I really don't. I think it was personally, I think it was overseeing the little one and the mother. Mm-hmm. It was just there. It was like flanking it or something. That's the only thing I could think of. But now when it jumped over and it crossed over, there were snowmobilers coming up the trails because they're now keep in mind from where I live. If you want to go to Lake Placid, you can literally ride the power lines and go there from where I live. And I'm four hours away. So back on the, when the lights shined on them and I caught the glimpse of the big, big one. Mm Mm-hmm. And, and this is going to sound really rude, but it's not. It almost looked retarded or like it, like Down syndrome. Sure. Like it's the look I got on the face of it. But I, I, 
I don't know. I don't. And I started. I'm still. I still get the shakes even talking about it. I really do. <laughs> and I'm a, I'm a very formidable type of a guy. But when I saw this thing, it was just like. It really put a lot of things into perspective. I was going to say it definitely gives like, you a we're, different. We're not alone. Different, a different point of view for certain. Oh yeah, but it, it was crazy. It was just. It, it was. Uh, I, I'm just. I was astounded by the size of it. Now, what I was going to say is that um, these. How can I put this? Uh, I've seen other footprints as the years went on. But like when I was a kid, I used to hunt out there all the time. We had a plethora of deer, but every time in a certain time between like, I would say probably first week of December mm -hmm. to like say the, the middle of February, you couldn't find deer anywhere. Yeah. And like when I was younger, I used to trap uh, raccoons things of that caliber. In one month, I got 37 raccoons. I told my father, I said, Daddy, I, said, I, 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 I could, no matter what, I'm checking this. There's these things are, are, are you know, they're treat. They're, they're in the, the things. I go, I, I, I've never, there's no reason, you know, it isn't that good of a trapping area. Then we found out that there was, the coyotes had moved in and they were treeing everything. Cause I, I like to like start from the beginning and try to, you know, scientifically figure out what things are going on and why. Right. That's why everything that when I saw this, everything just blew away everything that I thought, you know, to know that there's something that size. See, I think personally they come down and they work their way south or east or west for the weather. Mm hmm. They, they're always moving. That's what I personally think. Now, that's just my opinion. That is true. It may though. be wrong, it may not, but they, I don't know. Yeah, no, they don't stay in one spot. They're always on the move throughout their ranges. Well, let me ask you something else. What The way that I saw this thing move, like I was telling you before, the mm -hmm. fluidness of it, I, I would put that... I will only put it this way. I've seen people go through that field with a snowmobile at 50 miles an hour, and I would dare say this thing would have kept up or if not beat it in full stride. Question is, is how many miles do you think these things can move in a day if they wanted to? Well, I can tell you and from a human standpoint, um, and I'm referring back many years when I was in the Army, uh, we would practice 20-mile road marches, uh, Mm -hmm. And I can't remember offhand what what the time frame was, but well, a horse can run forty miles mm -hmm. a day, right? Well, these... if this thing can push, I mean, is it like a cheetah, or it only can do it at a short burst? I don't know. I mean, I I know a little bit about them. Obviously, I saw one, and I and now when I'm in the woods, I'm looking all the time, you know, for little things that I know just from being in the woods and you know seeing. It's but not... I don't know everything about them. It, it's it's not untypical for them to move you know 20 30 miles uh during their hunting in a 24-hour time period okay my point was do you think that they'll move say 60 miles if they're traveling oh sure yeah so technically if they started in new york state and went say south to Georgia, Carolina, so they could be there in five days, six days? I suppose if one wanted to, although I, I don't think they'd go quite that far, but, 
you know, range yeah. is typically. I, personally, I think they stick around for a couple of months. If they, especially, well, you got to figure they got to find food to eat. If they have a food source, and out my way, there's a lot of farms. Right. There is a lot of farms. You know, not big, big. I mean, there's a couple of big ones that are probably 500 acres, but. I mean, I'm sure they can knock down cows if they wanted and big stuff, but they're more stealthy. They like to come in and snatch this, this up or that up, mm-hmm. you know. And uh, a lot, from what I understand, a lot runs with the uh, coyotes. I guess they're always talking back and forth to them. I haven't heard a lot of screeching. I have heard some whistlers, you know, or whoopers, I guess you'd call it, whoop, 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 stuff like that. But I've never heard any, you know, hair-raising screams. Mm-hmm. Um. But what would keep them from not killing coyotes if they kill dogs all the time? They do kill coyotes. Well, that was my next question. Because remember I told you that like all the deer started to disappear. And we thought it was coyotes were coming in chasing them around. But I got buddies of mine that hunt coyotes. And they say, you know, I know they used to be here, but they're just gone. Yeah, they'll eat coyotes. Like, gone, gone. Ah, Okay. See, up here in New York State, too, they told us that there's no panthers or mountain lions. Right. And then a buddy of mine nailed one up in Lions, New York, and he got the tag on it from DEC, but they denied it. (laughs) 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 You know, and I've seen those things move, and I I would dare say that this thing here moves just as fast as it has to. I think it's just the size of it. I think it's just, if it's an animal, it, and that's another thing. Some of these people you talk to, they're like, well, you know, we want to do gifting. We want to go give it. The, it's like, this thing, if this thing wanted you, it would just take you. Yes. It doesn't want to talk to you. It doesn't want no, to hang out with you. No, if they're a wild animal, they're not going to mess with people unless they're going to make a snack out of you. Well, that's another thing. Many a times, and like in that thousand acre swamp when I was younger, people would disappear all the time. Yeah. You know, yeah. They'd, they'd just be gone. Like and people that lived out there, and we're like, well, geez, whatever. Nobody knows. Just gone. Maybe they went home. Maybe they went here or there. It was, you know. So it's definitely. Well, let me put it this way: I will not go into the woods unless I got a twelve gauge or my four fifty eight rifle. I just won't do it. Yeah, and I, I and never really look at me like I'm the yo-yo. Well, that's it, you know. And see, now the funny thing is, where this farm is, we are, you know, fifteen minutes from a city. But I'm still rural. You know, there's woods, but that's what I was trying to tell you. You can make it to um, Lake Placid on the power line trails from where I live. Mm-hmm. So there's plenty of woods for this thing to sneak around. Now, the last, let's see, since 2.0, the last sightings of anything I've seen out there was around 2.05, 2.06. Uh-huh. And I haven't, but then again, obviously, the older you get, you're not in the woods as much anymore either. Right. But... I think the encroachment on, you know, housing is really putting a damper on it because obviously there's other spots it can go, you know. But I, I had a few experiences with them when I was younger. But like I say, I was just, that after you see one that close, and, the, and I, I'm still in awe about it. I mean, it was just, it was massively huge. And I said to myself, how does something that big get around, you know? And another thing, too, I've seen them jump tree to tree. Mm-hmm. In the woods, and I never. And you say, Jesus, this thing is. Well, tell me, tell me about the that. one that I saw had to be all eight hundred pounds. If you know, I, I I'm two hundred fifty pounds, and it was for me, and then some. And I say to myself, 
if a chimpanzee is eight times stronger or six times stronger than a human at 150 pounds, right? What the hell is the strength of this thing? Oh, I mean, incredible. really? Tell me, tell me <laughs> yeah. about seeing him jump from tree to tree. Now we got a uh, what do you call it? Hickory wood forest. That's not too far from me. Now, well, I can, it doesn't matter. You know where Naples, New York is? Bristol? Uh, generally. Okay. There's ski resorts out there. It's, you start hitting the bottom of the uh, mountainside there is where it kind of starts. And I'm about 35, 40 minutes from there. But uh, we were down there hunting, and we got out to go deer hunting. It was in the morning. And actually, two other guys were standing right next to me, and we saw something go into the woods. We walked up there, couldn't find no tracks. As we looked through the woods, we saw something jumping from tree to tree, and it was jumping around these trees, and these trees had to be, I would say, probably 24 inches round, mm -hmm. three foot. I mean, it was an older woods. Pretty it was pretty good size. Yeah, I mean, it, you know, but the trees were still moving. But think about it, you're throwing an 800-pound animal from wood to wood, or maybe it was smaller than that, but you know what I mean? In that aspect, it's not going to move much. But this thing just grabbed. I, I just couldn't get over the strength of it from one arm. Mm -hmm. You know, just grabbing a hold of it, and just it went, it jumped three trees, and he had to be not crazy height. He was as high as a tree stand, 15 foot maybe or so. Yeah. And he just, but but that's what I mean. They do it. And it's so graceful, there's no noise. Like, I've seen deer cl uh, farther away than where this thing was, and the deer made more noise than this thing did going through the woods when they have to be. So the only thing I could think of is that, you know, when it appeases itself or it needs to, it just jumps up in a tree and, you know, does its thing. You know, that's the only thing I could think of. But And also the one that we saw down south here was uh, more of a grayish color. Mm -hmm. It was almost like that you know, midwinter's gray, I guess right. you'd call it, because it blended right into the trees. Like, I didn't, the only reason we saw it is because it jumped tree to tree. And I think it was, I think it was going somewhere or, you know, because the one that I seen up here was jet black. Mm -hmm. It looked jet black, you know, it was nighttime. It almost had like a kind of a silvery, like a thing to it. Mm -hmm. And also the ones that I saw up this way by my farm, the hair on it was very long. It wasn't short at all, like the patty one. I mean, this thing had long hair. Yeah. Slightly I would assume type. being an animal and outside, wouldn't it be like a dog getting a second coat, I, I would assume? Well, there are different there are different versions of them. You know, not, not all things Bigfoot are Bigfoot, if you know what I mean. They're, they're different subspecies. Well, I talked to another friend of mine that was up in Michigan, and I, I grew up with him out here. Matter of fact, he was one of the guys in the snowmobiles that night, and he says that he saw something out there, but he never really talked about it. And he was telling me that up their way they got a dogman or something. He says, "I'm telling you, it's got the head of a dog on it." I go, "You sure it isn't like a Bigfoot with a snout?" Which just now that is another variety. He said, he, <laughs> but I says, "Jesus," he says, "Dean," he says, "He goes, I swear to God, it's like looking at a werewolf." And I'm like, my God, I says, dude, I, to me personally, that would, I'd shit my pants. That's all there is to it. <laughs> I don't like werewolves. That would be crazy. Well, How many other varieties do they have? There's actually four different types. 
I don't mean to be taking up a lot of your time. I know you're busy. Oh, no problem. No problem at all. Any Anything else so what, you wanted to bring uh, up or that you've seen or questions or? Yeah, well, I actually, I probably got a million of them, and I won't take your time up too much. But uh, what, if these, uh, the species or whatever it is, you said that there's four different varieties. Right. Now, does that go by the weather? No. Where um, they live? It's more, more or geographical. Or do you think they travel all the time? More geographical uh, distribution. Because I've, I, 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 the ones that I saw up here, like I say, I've never, I've had things being thrown in the woods like rocks, but they weren't, how can I put this? It wasn't like I was, I knew something was there. And I made the smart move of not going any farther <laughs> that way. Mm-hmm. It's just like when you walk around them, like if you're in the woods and I, and I get a, a feeling and it's, I don't know how to explain it. It's kind of a feeling. Now I've heard the low bellow where your chest actually vibrates. It's almost like being at a concert right? and you feel the vibration. And I know it sounds stupid being in the woods, but you can feel it. It's, it's just, it's, it's so massive in the sound. And I, I don't really... I don't know if I believe that much in the infrasound where people are talking about how they, they subdue you. And I think a lot of stories just get elaborated. Very true. You know, I would love to tell you, you know, it stopped me dead and I, you know, but I'm kind of a realist, <laughs> you know, I know what I saw and I, right. you know, and I try to explain it in my head, but, but even what I know, what I saw, I can't, you know, two and two still doesn't add up. I know what I physically saw and I watched it leave tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, I watched it take off. I watched it run. I watched it drop down, and and it was amazing. It was it was a beautiful. And it, you, I see where people get the bug, but in the same token, I said to myself, I don't want to be screwing with this thing out there. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? I, I would love to find out about it, and I, and I think that unless even if you had a body of it, I still think the government knows about it, and it ain't gonna matter. You know, it's, people right. keep talking about this and that, but I, I, the government knows about it. They have to. It would be, it would be, it's the same token. If you find, everybody says, you know, all the footprints are a hoax. Well, if you're an intelligent person, you got to say, even if 1% out of 100, there's got to be some truth to something. Right. You know, there's a reason why people talk about it. There's a reason. I just can't believe that all these people are saying stories and, you know, it's all bull. Well, there's far you know, too many, that and it extends I've seen back it. too far, and I mean, there's just too much. There's too much to it across the board. I'm sure that up by your guys' way, it's got. I mean, you, you're into some serious hardwoods up there. Well, and I, 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 I we get up the of myself, so I, I know. Hmm. Well, that's what I mean. You like you see, you know that there's something there. You know, whatever it may be, whether it's a caveman. Personally, I think it's a species that's been around for eons, and it chooses to live the way that it does. The stuff with the UFO and the lights, and then they appear, I, I'm not too big on all that that's stuff. That's all nonsense. But, uh, yeah. That's what I thought. You know, I just, personally, that's <laughs> it's just, but I do know I have traveled, you know, over the years, and with other things that I do, but uh, there is... You know, it's just like the national parks. There's a, uh, they got all this property, and only 10% of the park's actually been walked on. Yeah. So what about the other 90% when it's a million square miles? 
That's a lot of space. It's like, uh, do you ever uh, read any of that missing 411 with Paul Edis there? Yeah, his, I don't read his stuff, but there's, there's a lot more to it than, I mean, I, I'm not going to go into it. Well, the you were in the I service, right? Made, right. Yeah, I was in the Army. You know, and and think about it. What's the first thing you do when you have a prisoner? You take his shoes off so it can't run. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but it's little things like that when they talk about this. Yeah. You know, and every day he blames Bigfoot for taking it. And this, and I, I'm sure there's things out there in the woods that go boom in the night. Legends come for a reason. It's just there's so much that we don't know. And until they actually get in there and say, you know what, we're not going to, you know, go out just for a weekend. We're going to do a six-month deal. And we're going to find out. The problem is, I don't know, you know, be careful what you look for when you go in those woods. That's exactly right. Remember, you know, and, and that's what I tell these people. things are nothing to be toyed with. They are not. Now, after seeing what, what the stuff that I've seen them do, you know, the couple of times I did see them, and it's just, it's just like a massive, it's, just, it's like throwing King Kong through the woods. I don't know any other way of putting it. Well, we're talking about you know, apex, only, an apex predator that uh, is extremely adapted to its surroundings. Uh, it, it's definitely something you don't want to just go out and mess with. Now, you've seen them before. I have. So you know what they look like. Now, I've seen them. And then when you talk to people about it and they look at you, and I just say to myself, ignorance begets ignorance. They have no clue. They just, and it, and it's terrible because the more you tell them about, the more they think you're stupid. And it's like, no, but you don't understand. I've seen this thing in action. You know, I've seen this thing run and I've seen this thing move. And they are just incredible, incredible. The only other thing that I've ever seen that's happened, which I couldn't even, I, I didn't physically see it, but I heard it, was if I had to put my money down, I would have said that a Bigfoot grabbed a deer and snapped it and broke its back legs off. And when I got there, the two quarters, the quarter, let's see, the left side of the deer ripped the leg off and it was ripped off. Mm -hmm. The deer's neck was snapped, but it was ripped off. It wasn't cut. It wasn't like it got hit by a car. It was ripped off. And you could see the imprint of the hand that wrapped all the way around and touched its fingers around this deer's neck. And what the hell could make a mark that big? You know what I mean? That and then so actually after I saw that when I was forty, it was twelve years ago. I I just don't hunt anymore. I don't go in the woods. I just it's okay. <laughs> yeah, that it's would, okay. That would change your change your opinion of hunting. I know I uh, I'm pretty reticent about going out anywhere unarmed anymore. I did for years, and uh, after the past few years, things I've learned, did, I, I just don't. Anymore. Have you noticed as you've gotten older and you? research this i don't research a lot of it i'll watch a couple of youtube videos here and there but i know what i saw and i say to myself it really opens your eyes up to what could happen and as you get older i i i don't have the strength anymore to be bonsaiing through a field getting chased by something and nor do i wish to get scared it's not scared out of me i just i have no desire you know (laughs) But I would like to know about it. <laughs> I would like to hear other people's stories, but it's like, no, nah, I think I'm going to pass. But after the stuff that I saw, and you know what else I have saw? I saw a lot of, uh, not a lot of tree structures, but I've seen trees in spots they shouldn't have been. Mm-hmm. And that, that really bugged me. You know, I mean, some of these guys, uh, there's other people that are out there that uh, 
you know, they, they go out and, oh, we got all these new tree structs. And I think that's a crack of crap. Right. I'm, I mean, I'm sure they do it. I really do. You know, but I just don't. It, it's a lot I rarer than, than people just going out and finding a lot of stuff. I mean, there's jokesters out there like me that make things sometimes. But, uh, just to bust people's jobs. Exactly. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and I, I think there's things like that and, and natural things that look, you know, artificial, but they're actually natural. But that makes people gullible anyways. People are just, I don't know. I wish I, I can't wait for the time that they, you know, what's going to happen. Some, somebody's going to hit one and the main media is going to pick it all up on live TV and there ain't no way they're going to be able to not explain it. That's, that's the only way it's going to pop out. Mm-hmm. You know, or thing, and personally, that's what I think. You know, I mean, I I think it's great that you know that there's another species out here. But you know, if you read about it, the Indians have known about this for eons. Oh yeah, I mean, time began. You know, and why would people disregard that? If you had a quarter of this information, it would put you in jail. If you're going after somebody for murder, you could do it with a tenth of the information they have right. and prove them guilty. But yet, because this doesn't fit into mainstream, mm-hmm. you know, what people like to hear, you know, and really, what is the big deal? It's just another humanoid. Yeah. Or, you know, as human is. They say that we're off by what? One chromosome from a chimp? Or one uh, DNA mark or whatever from a chimpanzee mm-hmm. from that human. I personally think if something can walk upright like that and it's, and it's lived... I think it contends with the cold weather it wants it. It doesn't bother it at all. No. Cold weather you know, doesn't so bother it could live anywhere on the planet. So you'd have to assume that it probably lived through the ice age relatively easy. Right, exactly. When it, like you say, apex predator. <laughs> yep. You know, we're all minute on this food lake. <laughs> <laughs> Anything so. else before we wrap up? No, no. Hey, it was a pleasure to talk to you. I love everything that you guys do and uh you know, it was nice talking to you. Great talking to you, too. you put me on the air, just, like, pop my name off there, how I said it. And you betcha. And, <laughs> I have uh, no problem with it. And keep in touch, and I'm, I'm going to put you in touch with our guy uh, up there in your part of the country. You know, i got to be honest with you. When I had my sightings, uh, the first time that I ever really got into it, really, I saw, like everybody else, I saw In Search Of right. on TV. And uh, about 10 years ago, I got a hold of, uh, I went online and I uh, sent an email to the guy from the BFRL. Oh, boy. And personally, <laughs> I think those guys are the biggest joke in the world. Yeah. And I yeah. told the guy straight out, I said, if you physically saw one, and I started asking him, I said, well, you know, how, how would this thing cross a fence? Well, he said, you just side saddle it and jump or whatever. He says, wrong. They don't, they don't know. <laughs> wrong. They, they don't know. Yeah. That's it. So I said, if I'm going to, you know, I'm like, I'm, I used to do a lot of mechanic work when I was younger. So I'm a reader. I want to read to know what makes what tick. Mm -hmm. And I can't, there's two things in this world that I hate and that's arrogance and ignorance. And those guys got it tenfold. And it's, and it's really unfortunate. It kind of mars the whole subject and, and, uh, there's so many out there the same way. It absolutely kills it. Yeah. And there's always somebody out there that's trying to get some publicity on something. Exactly. You know, I don't want to bring any names up, but it's like the guy up in British Columbia that's going after <laughs> this and that. And, you oh, know, I think I've seen so I many watched of them over the years. films, and most of it looks like it's all bolt. Yeah. But I've seen these things climb hills that I've hunted. Oh, it's incredible. And 
and there's no way a human could do that. Exactly. Now, I don't know how he did that, how he got his guy up there if it was a fake. But the, the proof in the pudding there is I've tried to climb those, and you can't climb those. No. And when you see this thing take off and run up a hill, you say to yourself, genetically, this thing's just built differently. It's they, built they for are. a run. They're built very different. And that's, you know, if you know anything about them, <laughs> you'll know the truth about them, you know. But that's how you can weed out a lot of the bull. Absolutely. You know, in my opinion, you know. But, uh, yeah, I like Wes. I like listening to his show. I like yours. And, uh, you know, keep up the good work. Somebody's got to get it out there. You got my personal number. Try not to give it out too much. Uh, oh, no, no. no, no. <laughs> I'll, what do you call it? Uh, if I uh, run into anybody else, I got another buddy in my niche hit a bunch of them. He, he technically, I don't know how true it is, and I haven't seen him in about a year or two, but he's got a farm which is close to Oswego. New York, and he says that he's got two of them that hit habituate or whatever you call it there mm-hmm. that are there um, six months out of the year. You know, and he says, and he doesn't. I told him, I said, you videotape me for what? You yeah. can have them on TV, videotape it. You can take pictures. It don't mean nothing. All that means is the government's going to come down and hammer me into submission. Right, right. <laughs> like, well, <laughs> I guess if you want to look at it that way. <laughs> but you know, it is what it is. But if I can get him to give you a call, I will. Yeah, that would be great. I'll send you sure. an email and give you all the info. But uh, I appreciate your time. It's all good to talk to somebody about appreciate it. appreciate you talking to you, too. Crazy. And, and it, does, <laughs> it does make a difference talking to somebody else that's had the experience themselves. So uh, take care. Oh, well, it does. You know, I tried to talk to other people about oh, it. And yeah. it's like they look at me like I got three eyes and I came from the planet Mars. And it's like, you know, I'll just shut up and sit in my corner. <laughs> right, right, yeah. <laughs> you know? Well, well, listen, I appreciate your time, Will. If there's anything I can do for you, you got my number, and uh, like I say, thank you. Absolutely, and thank you, and, and uh, we'll talk again soon. Sounds good. All right, bye-bye. Bye now. Thanks for listening to this episode of Creek Devil. If you or anyone you know has had an encounter with these creatures, please contact us at williamjevning at yahoo.com. That's William, J-E-V-N-I-N-G, at yahoo.com. All communication is confidential. Join us for another program next week. And until then, keep your eyes open out there.